Hello, hello, Fluent Show listeners. It's Kirsten here, your podcast hostess with the mostest. And I just wanted to send you a little love note before we kick off this year's words of the year episode to say how much your continued support your listening you recommending the fluent show to your friends has meant to me it does show up and i can see it and i'm thrilled to see that our community is going stronger than ever now if you're not subscribed to my newsletter yet i just wanted to also ask you to come and join the newsletter crew because i've got so much planned i've got live events coming up we're regularly publishing new blog articles over on the fluent language blog and I've got weekly language learning tips to make your life a bit easier. You can do all that at fluentlanguage.co.uk slash newsletter takes you 30 seconds to sign up and you will be hearing from me in your inbox. Can't wait for us to connect over there. But now let's talk words of the year. Welcome to The Fluent Show in 2024. What? We're still a podcast about learning languages and reaching your potential. Hello, hello. My name is Kirsten Cable from fluentlanguage.co.uk and together with... Say hi. 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 <laughs> together with Lindsay from lindsaydoeslanguages.com. We are here on the show to talk about languages, communication, curiosity... And let's just face it, words of the year, words of the year. Of course we're doing words of the year. We did it last year. We're going to do it this year. Don't be silly. The podcast is running on for, this is now just a words of the year podcast. Lindsay, you're on board with that? I think I can be on board with that. Excellent. Well, I'm glad because you're here now. <laughs> so <laughs> we're doing it. Ah, oh, just so I thought, well, have a little, have a little catch up, have a little, we both, professional so we don't exactly have a cup of tea or coffee in front of us we've got a water so we're going to catch up over a little water it's actually very me like I don't drink alcohol I don't drink coffee so when people are like oh do you want to go for a coffee or oh do you want to go for a drink I'm like do they have mint tea <laughs> fair enough like so yeah <laughs> well you are neither uninspiring nor straight edge you're a bit straight edge actually I would say so, if that's a positive. Yeah, yeah, but not very yeah. punk, because it comes out of punk scene, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Okay, so for those of you who, I don't know, don't know what straight edge means, it's generally when you don't really indulge in your vices very much, I would say. Right? It's quite hmm. a disciplined approach to life. You don't drink, I you think... don't mess with yourself. Yeah, and I think like in the sort of punk um it's kind of because there is this expectation right that like oh you have a big pink mohawk that means that you must love getting <laughs> drunk and getting high so, so I think it kind of comes out of rebelling against that but still being like well, I can still have pink hair oh know? my god it's rebelling against being a rebel what could be more yeah. punk what could be more punk the, the ultimate yeah <laughs> Are you learning any punk languages? Are you going, are you, what are you up to with languages? Ooh. What's a punk language, do you reckon? What is a punk language? Well, either it's something mainstream as heck. So you're like a rebel because you're learning French. <laughs> and you're just like, yeah, and what? And what? Yeah, that's how I feel about yeah. my Welsh. Maybe I'm punk in my, because I'm in my ninth year of Welsh learning this year. 
Yeah, that is a long time. I know, but there's still a lot to do. <laughs> a lot right, to do. I'm right. not exactly fast. Uh, so I don't consider myself very punk. I'm more sort of bumbling along, but I'm still loving it. My classes have just started again for the year. And I guess, if anything, my long-term goal is to either move to Wales or move a little closer to Wales because it does really strike me that it's it's quite far to travel to to hear my language in its natural habitat or where it's spoken and considering I live in the same country yeah maybe that's something yeah. to consider for Welsh but yeah still on it still on it still dusky camarag once again nice. <laughs> nice so tell me about yours so mine is right now quite a little mixture um I last year was also a mixture so at the very beginning of the year of 2023 now it's always that weird moment when you have to remember <laughs> what number last year was in January yeah in 2023 of, of January um, I was in the final weeks not even month but the final weeks of my MA dissertation right but at the same time it was like new year what do I want to do what language do I want to do and all of this and I knew that I wanted to run an international marathon. When I was looking around for ones that were happening later in the year, there was like Egypt, there was Jordan. And I'm like, okay, maybe I should learn some Arabic. These are looking likely. As it turns out, I picked, I think it was like June or July when I had to book on. And I picked for, um, I picked for, it's terrible English. And I opted for um, Istanbul. So then it was like, okay. <laughs> just put that Arabic on ice and let's learn some Turkish. Mm-hmm. But then all along at the same time in the background, I still wanted to keep Russian and, you know, just like dabble in here and there as, as I do. But this year, because last year, even though there was a couple of languages happening, it was kind of light because of like coming out of two and a half years of that MA stuff and Mm. you know the very end being like solid dissertation is like quite intense so I was like okay I don't have any big goals or anything serious and so coming into this year it was like okay I want to do some reviving (laughs) of of what has been um and also thinking forward to the rest of this year and kind of beyond as well and like I'm going to be traveling a little bit. So from sort of the summer, kind of June time, I'm planning to go traveling for like a year, let's say. Um, and a little about, bit. <laughs> yeah. Thinking about like which places I want to go and therefore which languages I might want to learn and start mm-hmm. introducing now into that regular routine. So right now it's very mixed. It's very multiple languages. There's a lot happening but I feel on top of it all which is really exciting like Mm -hmm. I think I finally found a way of bringing that quantity of languages in at different levels and different um, goals and all of that yeah while still moving forward positively without feeling like you're sacrificing one for the other that is a challenge I know that that's most Mm. certainly a challenge like when I did um multilingual power up you know the the course I made about languages like languages multiple language learning um I was I was very I was like mapping it out for people and saying you know like you you, it it's all in the balance and a lot of it is about how do you actually um 
adjust your attitude to each language so that you know where you're pushing and where you're not pushing, etc. Um, that's yeah. So it's, it's that balance that's really amazing. And do you feel like you're quite comfortable and feel quite secure when you are putting one down? Do you like putting consciously? T- yeah. Do you like consciously say, okay, do you know what Arabic? This is it for now. I'm not going to, you know, book any more classes. I'm not going to open this book anymore, etc. Or are you like, I'll just do a little bit? Yeah, no, I do because there there are some times where that's necessary. And like, for me, I know that if I'm, as you say, sort of putting one down, it's like, it's not going in the bin. It's just going on the table or on the shelf, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, like sort of metaphorically speaking. So I don't ever feel like just because something isn't in rotation right now that that means that's it and it's over and I feel guilty for not doing it it's like the amount of languages that I've sort of even learned a few words in over the years and thought oh I want to go further like it just would be far too much Mm. to realistically progress in at the same time but right now the point that I'm at is just making this gentle progress probably for a couple of months until my travel plans feel a little more solid and then I can know for sure, like, yeah, okay, we're going to deep dive into this one and that one and that one, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just using that that point where there's no one big focus language to have some space to play and experiment with routines for multiple languages. Do you have <laughs> um, New Year's resolutions? I'm curious about that before I move on no I don't do news resolutions because I feel like if I wanted to kind of essentially eliminate give up replace or add something I would just do it regardless of it being January the 1st or not Mm -hmm. Um, but what I do do is I, I like the idea of still using new year as a time first of all for kind of reflection and then for looking forward right so as this sort of not a full like reset new year new me type of moment but just as a chance to set some new goals and think about that stuff so I have like a 24 in 24 list I like the idea of that one word theme as well and just kind of playing around with those ideas Mm. Um, are you doing Gretchen Rubin's style of I suppose, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you know what? Me, yeah. me too. I've got a twenty-four and twenty-four list, and I've never done it before, and I've wanted to do it for oh. years. I'm so excited. I have done it for years. I've done it since like 2017, I think, um, maybe 16, even 2016, I think. And yeah, it's it's just a nice thing because some of them, like obviously now, like 24, like that's a lot, right? So some of them are so simple, <laughs> and like you could do it in an hour when you're just sat on a Sunday, like, what do I do? Oh, I can do that thing that's on the list. And some of them are like bigger and like lasting the whole year or whatever. So it's Mm. quite fun because there's always something to keep you busy and something to be doing and discovering something new. Yeah. So listeners, I'll link you to the 24 for 24 lists. And I have a one word theme, although I'm not entirely sure how it's going to inform a whole year or whatever, but it is an intention. Um, I'll give you my word for the year. I'm not going to give you my whole 24 for 24 list. That's a different podcast. Oh, my God. Um, But my word for the year is ride. Ride. It it was drive, right? Yeah. Um, But 
my my friend said, no, I want, you know, you should have some ease, etc. And we had like a lot of conversations reflecting on the year. And last year, I kind of stressed myself out a little bit in many ways. So ride is more easeful. And it's, it's also, I've got my eye on this bicycle ride from Berlin to Copenhagen. I'm really, it looks so good. Um, Two years ago, I rode along the Moselle in Germany and that was just amazing and uh, more than I thought I was capable of. Then last year, you and I, you came down to to Kent, uh, where I live, and uh, we did another long-term goal for me. We did a triathlon together, um, which was, oh my gosh, it was crazy. It was was just I can't believe I did it, you know. And then this year I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, we'll do that. That wasn't so hard. And it wasn't crazy hard, but it's just in your head. A long-term goal is a big deal, right? And like you said, the international marathon is such a big deal. So I really wanted to give a big hooray for both of us for our long-term goals. Yeah, I appreciate that. And, And just well done as well. Again, on the triathlon, it was such a great day. I was really honored to 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 be you know to be there and to be a part of it like (laughs) it was so cool to see you finish thank you very much for pulling me through oh yeah lots and lots of fun so I wanted to just take a second like I said to celebrate long-term goals they just this sort of I feel like there's something about language learning that is so similar where it's just like we've got a big wish you know and it's all about wishes coming true and th- the moment of doing my triathlon was certainly it was like a wish coming true um and a lot of hard work paying off and all that um and listeners uh, this is my invitation to t- for you to tell us what your long-term goals are so you know where to find us um k-e-r-s-t-i-n underscore fluent on instagram or you can find the fluent show on facebook i've been doing a bit more with the page we're on twitter the fluent show don't really matter you know where to find us um yeah tell us what your long-term goals are i would love to know it doesn't have to be a language goal yeah definitely okay shall we are you ready would you like to (laughs) join me Mm. in the words lounge and do what we came to do shall we do what we came to do which is to crown discuss well we're not crowning them we are just discussing them finding them i have found so many words of the year one of my favorite things to do all year long yeah i'm excited because i haven't seen i mean i've seen the ones that were like you know got press Mm -hmm. like but i haven't seen masses Mm -hmm. so i've tried to keep away from from it all okay that's good that's good i I hope i hope (laughs) i'm bringing you some new ones i have got words of the year from the uk australia and the usa i've got germany they're always going strong with this. I've got Japan with the kanji of the year, uh, a Spanish word of the year and a Norwegian one. Where would you like me to start? Let's start with the English. Let's get them out of the way. Okay, plenty, plenty to go. Okay, I'll start us off in the UK then. The UK, where there are several dictionary companies that get involved in this. And I want to just commend listeners, if you go to fluent.show slash two. Four three. This is going to be. Then let me just double check. Yeah, two four three. You will be getting links to all of the websites for this, and really just commend really beautiful word of the year pages all round in the UK this year. So Oxford English Dictionary, Cambridge, and Collins all have done. They've outdone themselves. They're gorgeous, gorgeous pages. I'm going to kick us off with Oxford. Is it the OED? Is it not? Write in, let me know. I don't even know. Um, <laughs> their word of the year, I don't know either. I'd never heard it. Their word of the year, Lindsay, is Riz. 
You got any uh, Riz? This is the Riz one. This is okay. the Riz one. I think, I think this is the one I've seen. Is this the one that was like public vote? It was, yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. I saw I saw this and I remember thinking, like, it's one of those words that feels weird for me to say. Like, I feel like I sound like, um, you know, like that meme with the guy with the skateboard and the hat, like, hello, fellow kids, I feel like that. <laughs> if I try and say Riz, <laughs> like lit is the same kind of vibe. Of, <laughs> um, but yeah, it means like charisma, right? It is so... Yeah, I've got a little bit more later about that, where is it short Ooh, for charisma, okay. is it not for charis- short for charisma? Um, it originates from some TikTok guy. Um, but like I said, I've got more about that later. So the way that Oxford talks about it is it's pertaining to someone's ability to attract another person through style, charm or attractiveness. This term is from the middle part of the word charisma, again, disputed, which is an unusual word formation pattern. Other examples yeah. include fridge for refrigerator, so refrigerator, I guess, and flu for influenza. Mm, okay, yeah. You don't say, yeah. oh, I feel really bad. I've, I've got, got the, the influ. Inf- <laughs> I've got the inf- Yeah. <laughs> but you know what I do do a lot, and I do say a lot, is the first bit and I drop the last bit. So I make some abbreviation. An abbreviation. Ah, but then you, have to, you haven't dropped the first bit, so you'd be making a... A brevi. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. So I met, so I, I do, I do do, like I would say, refridge. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously I wouldn't say refridge, but like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? I do do that where I just take a random word and go from the very beginning and stop kind of before the last bit. But then, yeah, that is weird. I hadn't thought about that to take it from the middle. I guess charis is quite hard to say because it's not a, ch- it's not like a smooth ch sound. Chariz is charis. It's kind of abrupt. Mm. Maybe that's why it got knocked off and we ended up with just Riz. Yeah. If that's the origin, like you say. It's strange. Like, I also wouldn't use Riz. It's maybe a little bit more um, street than than would be natural. for like, Or like maybe it's a little bit more... It's just not original to my vocabulary yet. It might become so common. Um, I'd just say charm, really. I'd probably just say charm. Yeah. But this is a mixture of style, charm and attractiveness. Don't know. Mm. I don't say Riz. So listeners, again, if 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 any of you said Riz before <laughs> before everybody put Riz as word of the year, uh, l- let me know for sure, because I can't really it's not in my natural vocabulary. And neither is the verb version of it, because there's a verb. What? Which is if you're rizzing someone up. It means to attract, seduce, or chat up. Can you imagine like a pickup artist is now a rizz-up mm. artist? Mm. Yeah. I didn't know there was a verb. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, ask your favorite bros and see if they've been rizzing people up recently. Right. <laughs> <laughs> there were some hot contain- content containers, hot contenders. So I'm just going to briefly run you through the list before we move on to the Cambridge. And they were prompt. Not as in quick, but as I mean, in AI related. Yeah, it, which is interesting because I talk a lot about language prompts. <laughs> so when I when I remember seeing the full list of this one and I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it makes sense. Of course, there's an AI one. New usage of the word prompt um, or like to, you know, to specifically mean that. And then also the, the term prompt engineer we're going to see popping up a few times, I think, which is 
people say that's a new job and that's somebody who I guess I do a lot of that with Josh in AI language club so I know it's quite necessary it's like how do I phrase this so that the thing actually gives me what I want Mm-hmm. You know, like what are the extra bits that I need to tell ChatGPT so that it doesn't go off and do something that I don't want it to do? Um, and that's the prompt engineering. Yeah. An entirely new term. Entirely like a year ago, we wouldn't have talked about this. It's crazy, isn't it? Um, it is. Yeah. Next one, situationship. Yeah, okay. Don't know I've what gave that. that the rise in 2023. It's in a Taylor Swift song. Huh. Well, um, the next hot contender. I know the next one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Swifty. Yeah. Which I thought was going to win. Really? Oh, you are honest. a Swifty, right? No, I don't. I wouldn't. And you know me, I don't like kind of Taleb like that. But I wouldn't say so. But I, I do respect um, Taylor Swift musically and oh, businessly. Interesting. Businessly. Yeah. I'm, I don't know. Am I a Swifty? I have a lot, a lot of, not just respect. I really enjoy Taylor Swift's music. I feel the reason I hold myself back from saying, yes, I am a Swifty or I am a insert fan word here is I feel like that's like the mega, maybe this is like polyglot, right? I feel like if I say that someone's going to expect me to know her birthday or her first cat's name I don't know do you know what I mean yeah it feels like you are declaring the ultimate oh I see that's what it feels like to me so that's why I feel like yeah I admire what you do and I like your music but to say I am a Swifty feels like oh that feels extreme and maybe that's why it didn't win because there are maybe people like me or like Christian like I bet if you asked Christian he wouldn't say I am a Swifty or if you said Christian are you a Swifty he'd probably have a similar response to me you like, oh, no, <laughs> you know, that would be my guess. Mm-hmm. I think there's people that wouldn't claim that label for themselves. To me, Swifty is also like you'd have to, there's, there's a huge body of work to Taylor Swift. Um, this is mm. the Taylor Swift podcast now. <laughs> the, and you, it, it implies that you would know the whole body of work, whereas I'm more of a... That's what I mean, yeah. Like I came to Taylor Swift, I appreciate the 1989 pop thing but I know like three songs and then I really loved like the stuff that she did with the guy from the national because really I love the national you know so yeah. I would not be a Swifty because I'm just not I'm like a I guess I'm I'm in one of the eras a fair weather a fair weather Swifty I'm a one era Swifty yeah but you're not you see you're a, you're technically a double a era. two and a half era Swifty because <laughs> you've got folklore you've got evermore and yeah. you've got some midnights 3am tracks it's true it's true and shake it off which I just adore no matter what I was gonna say did Aaron Desno get, oh my God. <laughs> get on the Taylor's version of shake it off I did not hear that <laughs> <laughs> so the Swifty and uh, so maybe situationship came from there right I'll run you through four more from the short list just words I liked um and I guess mm-hmm. you okay score them for me from a scale on a scale from one to five five being this this should have been word of the year this is awesome and one being why are we even meant why, why are we saying this what's the point um okay the first one is beige flag meh a three what does that mean uh, no like a one or a two okay um yeah. beige flag listeners meaning if somebody if you it's a sign if you're dating someone, like, you know how there's red flags and red flags mean that person's probably not a good choice for you to get together with. If they have a beige flag, it's a sign that they're probably a bit boring. So 
people will be online and say my beige flag is um, I clean the dishwasher every Saturday or whatever. I don't know. Uh, the mm. second one, de-influencing. Um, again, kind of down like one mm -hmm. because I feel like it's kind of it, 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 the irony is that you're still influencing. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. When you're attempting to de-influence, you're still yeah, like potentially having an influence. Yeah. So it's like, well, what are you really doing? Do you actually know what? <laughs> Did you know what de-influencing means be meant yeah. before word of the year? Yeah. Uh, ex yeah. Explain it for our listeners then. Well, hopefully I've understood it right. So like, for example, if you've got an influencer that's promoting, let's say, boohoo.com, let's name and shame, mm -hmm. and it's like fast fashion and it's terrible, or sheen, let's really go the whole hog. And then a de-influencer, someone de-influencing would be talking about sheen, but about how bad they are and maybe suggesting alternative ways to buy your clothes. Would that be a good summary? Yeah, but the way right? I understood it is if you, if you tell people to stay away from stuff. Yeah. More or less. But yeah, like you Which say, still, you're still acting. You're, you're still, still an actively influencer. trying to influence. Yeah. 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 De-influencer. Huh. Um, I mean, I think you can't really be a de-influencer without being an influencer. You'd just be on the internet moaning right. about Otherwise, stuff. Otherwise, then no one's Maybe paying attention. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look at my wardrobe. It's not from Boohoo. Wait, won't tell you where it's from. Goodbye. <laughs> what's, the, what's the point? Okay. The next word is heat dome. The heat dome. A weather term. Okay. Is this kind of like a, you know, like a greenhouse effecty thing where you've got a area that's affected there's like a little heat spot i think it's not permanent it's i think when you've got like a heat wave in a concentrated area and it hangs around for a bit and it's it's right. somehow climate change related so um i'm again it, 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 it i don't think this is far enough in common no. common parlance yet that it would be a good word of the year I'm going to make one to propose for next year, a bad weather dome, bad weather which dome. is just basically like a UK winter. <laughs> I was going to say, that's just like... Or na naff, naff weather dome. That's like Lancaster, where I used to live, is a bad weather dome. <laughs> <laughs> it's just always bad weather. <laughs> yeah, so a heat dome, a heat we'll see if it catches dome. On. We'll see if it catches on. And then the last one, I liked this one, um, was parasocial. Hmm. Again, with the Taylor Swift. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. people kind of caring about people's, like celebrities' relationships, for example, and thinking that they know them in some way. So like, oh, why would Taylor Swift date Matty Healy? That's terrible because ABC, she should instead do X, Y, Z. I thought that she was this type of person, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Is that it? I think there is even more of an element uh, where uh, it can also happen with podcasters and it can happen with uh, social media influencers and stuff because the the personal life and the personality of the person is a little bit more unfiltered and open and the access seems more immediate than it used to when we maybe just had TV and books or whatever. It can start to feel... Because you can always press play when you want to hear from somebody. 
it can feel like they're your friend or it can feel like you know the person and you start to build a relationship with them as if they are your friend, which mm -hmm. is sort of, I think, a natural component and to a certain extent, one of the benefits. Like I think as a podcaster, I have heard from listeners who said, I feel, you know, like I take you with me on my walks. I feel like I've got a language companion, etc. And there is a, to a certain extent, that's part of what you do and it's a positive aspect of it but like you said it can also stray into I think in a, especially in a world where a lot of communication is through screens and we've got a loneliness problem it can it can exacerbate the the loneliness actually of the listener because in reality like a lot of listeners for example got in touch when we did the farewell episode of <laughs> farewell the regular fluent show um, uh, <laughs> and I felt like oh my gosh you were there all the time and I never heard from you and for me it was it was really special as a podcaster but it might have felt to people like oh you know Kirsten's hanging out with me every week but I'm not hanging out with them because I don't know yeah. that you're listening it's kind of a one-sided thing right mm -hmm. and that's parasocial yeah. because it's yeah. it's not quite a social relationship because you're not hanging out with each other but it kind of feels that way yeah i love this, this as a like a like a mukbang as well <laughs> like a mukbang <laughs> yeah like a mukbang which was probably in the word of the year episode like last year or the year before two years know. ago i think i remember yeah <laughs> that kind of thing right it's yeah it's very it's just so i think it's a great social media word it is. It is. I really I do. I would, I would rate this one a lot higher than those others in the shortlist. Yeah, I think parasocial is cool. Maybe it, mm. it has a little bit less of a moment, you know, because it's sort of just happened and there's nothing specific that would say, okay, it 2023 feels, is though, the year of the parasocial relationship. But it's it feels very post-pandemic. But it also feels like something that now we have a word for will last mm -hmm, mm -hmm. do you know what i mean whereas like the others like riz or whatever that's kind of feels like more of a trend word where it will sort of fade out and eventually people will describe someone like you said as charming again right mm -hmm, it will mm -hmm. it will it will rotate whereas this feels like okay this is a word that we've now collectively discovered from like existing but it probably existed before i imagine right yeah and now it's becoming kind of more popular lexicon. That's what that one feels like. Yeah. You know, it feels like a word that was created because there's a need for it. Yeah, yeah. And we didn't have anything that would express that because we never had this extent of parasocial relationships before. So, yeah, I, I agree with you that this really should have been at least a hot contender, at least a finalist. But that's a public vote for you. <laughs> <laughs> that's why i thought swifty would win <laughs> parasocial relationship this wraps up the oxford words of the year and i think it's the oed oh gosh someone needs to explain this to me about the oed and the university press and something much more clear is the cambridge dictionary the cambridge dictionary which again is team chosen and we've we've talked about their words in in recent years they've always been a bit po-faced <laughs> which is a very strange English word, but what is Poe? But sort of, you know, they've been a bit overly serious, but I think this year they, did, they chose a great one. Do you know what the word of the year is from Cambridge? No. Ooh, so now I'm in the dark. I haven't seen any others Okay. Now. I needed to read this 
defined to understand the context, but now I have the word, I find it super useful. So that's just so good. And that term is hallucinate. Oh, okay. And it's, it's hallucinate in the context of AI again. Mm. Right. And um, I don't know whether you've done a lot of AI engagement. Um, I obviously have because we did AI Language Club and it's a thing that I've really chosen to dig into. Um, but yeah, have you had it happen where your AI has hallucinated? Tell me what it means. It's when the thing just makes something up. Like it, you want a useful answer um, <laughs> and it, what might happen sometimes like, oh, yes, this is. So I had it once where I was, um, this is for an AI language club tutorial. I have to, I have to use this example because it was just, I didn't clock that it was hallucinating. And it was Josh, my um, fellow language club um, founder, who told me that this was actually nonsense. So... And I was really disappointed. Um, so I'm talking to Googlebot in this context. I'm saying, oh, um, I would love to know what do people in, I chose Paraguay, you'd be pleased to know. What do people in Paraguay <gasps> do around the Christmas season? Because it was about um, finding a few ideas for the holidays and sort of learning what your target language or target language culture, what a specific culture does around the holidays. And it tells me about the festival of the Virgen de Cajupe, which is an actual thing. Mm -hmm. So they go and they do a big pil pilgrimage in January, from how I understand. And then I said, oh, are there any popular films? Can you find some YouTube videos about this? You know, are there any songs that they play? You know, really, let's dig into this cultural phenomenon that I never knew about. And it goes, oh, yeah, the 1974 film, The Virgen of Kakupe. Here's the film poster, etc. Yes. And I'm like, okay, yeah, this is great. Oh, what a great example. Let's bring it on. <laughs> Let's bring it all to the tutorial. Um, and, and I'm like, Josh, Josh, look, look at all this. And he says, this is, are you sure this film is real? I'm like, well, it says so. Film's not real. There's no, th yeah. it made the film yeah. up. It made the film I up. I have had this. Yeah. I have. Looking for podcasts, um, way back like a year ago when I was writing the big podcast list and I was like trying to see if I was missing anything. And so I was like, can you give me like 10 podcasts that would be great for beginner Korean learners at this stage, wanting to learn for this reason, blah, blah, blah. And it would just be, and it would give me 10 and I'd be like, oh, how did I miss these? I'd type the titles into like Spotify, Google, you know, trying to, and there was nothing. And I'd be like, mm -hmm. what? Just, so yeah, I, I'm okay. I didn't know that was the word. No, it's, well, it's very, very new, but that was, yeah. So mm. that was our AI partners, AI, AI chat bots, whatever they were hallucinating, hallucinating. That's and very, I think that one's going to come in a lot more. Mm -hmm. And the Cambridge commentary for this was generative AI is a powerful tool, but one we're all still learning how to interact with safely and effectively. This means being aware of both its potential strengths and its current weaknesses. And um, yeah, 100%. We, we talk about this in AI Language Club as well. And just it's a real, it's a constant. Like you have to be vigilant. It's not perfect. Don't expect it to be perfect. And at this point, it's going to hallucinate. And I'm hoping that now we are aware of it, now we can name it, we're going to be better at spotting it as well over time. Yeah, that's the thing, right? If there's a name for it, then you can spot it. Yeah. Yeah. Find your facts, check your sources. Uh, mm. We'll move on to Collins. Okay. Collins has gone straight for the obvious. Guess what their word of the year was? 
Mm, are they just gone AI? They've gone AI. <laughs> okay. I mean, that's kind of what it, sh- yeah, that makes the most sense it- out of all of these AI related ones. I think so. Yeah. And it, there's a real yeah. trend this year. You know, every year, like a few years ago, we had lockdown, 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 and all that kind of stuff. Or like, and yeah, then we had vaccination. Yeah. We had the year where everybody talked about vaccine. This is the year everybody talks about AI. Um, and they say, considered to be the next great technological revolution. AI, artificial intelligence, has seen rapid development and has been much talked about in 2023. Can't deny it. I wouldn't even call it a technological revolution. I'd call it an industrial revolution, to be honest. It's going to be in it. But uh, the internet was too, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's certainly... Yeah, it's, 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 it's a fascinating time to be noticing that this is starting, you know? Yeah, but not you. It's weird, right? Because it's not even starting. It's just, it's basically kind of ChatGPT made, yeah, sort of media go. Oh, look at this! Mm-hmm. Whereas these things we've been using for ages, like Google Maps, when it gives you a route, yeah. is using AI. That's it. You know, all of yeah. these things. Yeah, your like, Siri, your Alexa thingy. Exactly. Like it's nothing new, and I think that it's very. The name AI is quite sort of convenient in terms of like, the robots are going to take over, it's artificial intelligence, whereas really like, I remember I was listening to a podcast about it and and they said, um, it sort of started with what's what's AI, can someone explain it to me? And the response was, um, it's a terrible choice of words from the 1950s or something like that. (laughs) And I really liked that. It sort of actually puts your mind at ease a little bit that actually we're still the ones where it's getting this data from. Do you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. I think it's, yeah. And it's the term artificial and then the term intelligence, the way it's intelligence, because then you're thinking, oh, higher intelligence and aliens from outer space. And, you know, we're, you know, and, and there's been a lot of talk, right? You know, because the open AI, the company, and then they, they had the, boss stepped down and then he was coming back and then he was saying oh my god it's all gonna go crazy it's gonna learn how to make bombs and you know maybe 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 next year we're not going to be recording this podcast it'll just be my (laughs) my ai self ai Lindsay. but it (laughs) it so it's it's certainly been i agree with you as the kind of moment and the thing that really we've talked talked and thought about a lot and we're having to learn ai not a new term, but term of the year, 100%. Do you want mm. an absolute super speedy tour like to, through the shortlist? Go on. Oh, there's some good stuff on this. Go on. We're, we're nearly at Australian levels of great words here. Okay, number one. <laughs> okay, I didn't really understand this one properly. Uh, it's it's Bazball. B-A-Z ball. Bazball. Not a clue. Okay. Apparently, it's some sort of aggressive cricket batting te- technique or something. Okay. No idea. Maybe cricket. Don't Baz, care. A critic called Baz who does it. Okay. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, second them, de influencing. We've discussed. <sighs> yeah. And then number three, Nepo Baby. Yeah. This I find interesting. Like, why has this suddenly become a thing when, like, Jamie Lee Curtis, for example, mm-hmm. both, like, both her parents were huge actors like it's not really like a new thing that your children would go into industries or would have an easier access like 
that feels like something that's always existed. It's just a good term. Way. I don't think we've ever done a term as good as Nepo. I, I think it's a great term. And uh, for listeners who, uh, Nepo baby refers to, like, like Lindsay says, it's quite often in the arts and we say it with an actor, but it Nepo comes from nepotism in this case. And um, maybe because we feel like everything is getting more corrupted. I don't know. I just, that's the thing. I don't like how it feels like it's, it's an insult. It's not someone's fault if they were born with actor parents. It's pr- it's privilege. It's it's a well, yeah, but it's not their fault. So it's like it's an insult to labels like you're a nepo baby. It's like I didn't ask to be. It's true. It's true. I don't. I mean, you know I don't know. I, mean? I don't think of it as much of an insult because yeah, you can still be good, right? And you might be more. But if someone's good, if, certain, but if someone's if someone's good, if someone's a good actor, are they getting that term thrown at them? Are people using that term? Maybe, possibly, probably. I mean, that's mm-hmm. a general discussion of of privilege, right? Like, yeah, of course. <laughs> did Donald Trump make all his own millions? Uh, um, um, Nepo baby. I was given a small loan of a million dollars. <laughs> Nepo baby, massive baby. <laughs> But I, I just think it's a cool term. I think the the term has a has a good flow to it. Has got a rhythm to it. Um, yeah, I I don't I don't mind the term, but I'm not gonna. I don't know about the social like discussion of it. That's a different. That's a yeah. different thing. Um, I can see why it exists and why it lasts. It's catchy, right? Nepo baby, like yeah. two two. It's, yeah, it's got I get it. it's got rhythm. It's got rhythm. Uh, the next same sort of two syllable two syllable ultra processed. Yeah. Mm. I had mm. a week last year, and normally I don't really think very much about like my is my nutrition on fleek or whatever. <laughs> Previous word of the year contender. Yeah, but I did have one week where I was like, oh, everything is going to give me cancer. I'm only going to eat oats and you know, like everything pure, everything ultra processed. Didn't last because it's really, really hard. So, um, yeah, 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 it's it's a new version of. Everything gives you cancer. The next one is Canon Event, which I have never heard, but apparently that's been formed this year. Is that like, like, is it canon? Like, Mm -hmm. is, for example, Mm -hmm. a Star Wars kids cartoon canon to the whole rest of the story? Yeah, but then a Canon Event, maybe this comes out of psychology language, I'm not sure, is an event that is essential to the formation of an individual's character or identity. Oh, Okay, I've never heard that used in that way. So your canon event might be your first ever Shakira song. Y- yeah, in Inside Out, a core memory. In the film Inside Out, they have core memories and they're like these glowing golden orbs. And there's all these other orbs that come with different colors for different emotion, emotional attachments. But then the glowing gold ones are what you want. That's the core memory. So I would call it a core memory rather than a canon event. I don't need a new oh. term for that. Oh, I don't. I wonder if it comes out of therapy language, because otherwise, I don't. I've never, I've never heard this. I always like mm. to tell people about the time my parents forgot me in the vineyard. That's my, but that's more like that's your canon event. It was my party <laughs> story as well. It's like, did you yeah. know, <laughs> parents? Do you remember the time you forgot me in the vineyard? <laughs> so yes, listeners, <laughs> if you ever go out for a drink with me, I'll tell you all about it. <laughs> now. Uh, next term. You're getting very parasocial there. Very parasocial. I, well, I would love to get actual social. This is fine. It's fine by me. <laughs> okay, next term is debanking. 
debanking, depriving a person of banking mm. facilities, um, which was UK relevant, I think, because there was a some sort of a posh oh, bank that... Nigel Farage. Yeah, they shut down the accounts of Nigel Farage, who no. in the UK is this sort of right-wing slimeball. Brexit man. Yeah, Brexit man. I'm sorry, if you like Nigel Farage, you're listening to the wrong podcast. But... Um, yeah, so they they debanked him and there was a big debate about are you allowed to deprive a person of your facilities? And they said they came out saying his balance was too low. So they were, I think they were trying to like take a dig and go, oh, yeah, you're not as rich as you say you are, you know, because this is the posh bank. Go away, go on that west. Uh, but then came out that they just didn't like his political leanings and are you allowed to, as a business, refuse to trade with someone or not? And I don't know, I didn't follow the debate too closely, but I think that's what brought it into the news anyway, debanking. Yeah, it feels like just one story for that whole word is a bit extreme. Uh, yeah, I would agree. I would agree. Now, okay, next three, greedflation. Greedflation? Mm-hmm. Okay. Greedflation is when you are when you inflate your prices, and the implication is that, or maybe you say it's because it's it's inflation everywhere, um, but oh. you're actually going beyond the rate of inflation, and some people might perceive that your prices are high because you're just being greedy. You just want you want your profits to increase, so you're increasing your like profits when I, blaming inflation. When I go to a restaurant. Because I don't know the costs of running a restaurant. I just see like, oh, the cost of coming to a restaurant has gone up, right? So I don't know if that's in line or if it's like, oh, there's talk of inflation in the news. So we've got an excuse to finally raise our prices to what we need to earn. But then it looks like it's gone up a lot. Do you know what I mean? I don't know. Mm. It has a strong moral judgment to it, right? Because greed is never a positive thing. Greed is like a moral sin and stuff. There's a lot of judgment in calling something greed. So I don't think yeah. we. I don't think it can be neutrally assessed. I think it has to be in the eye of the beholder. Yeah, I think you're right. Because I can think of examples where I feel like, now nah, you were just grabbing some of it off me there, but. Like you say, we don't know, right? So I think this is more about the mood of the population and the mood of people and yeah. the mood, uh, how we all feel about what's happening to our disposable income. Um, and it's been a year where people have felt squeezed. Yeah. Mm. And some people have gone greedflation. I've had enough. Okay, the next one, uh, I think is a great uh Topical in the news term, which is, I don't know if it's a term though, it's semaglutide. Semaglutide. Um, <laughs> don't know. Okay. It's the stuff <laughs> that is sold under under brand names. Uh, one of the brand names is Ozempic. So you might have heard Ozempic. It's oh, a drug. Is this a weight loss thing? Well, yes, it's a drug that diabetics actually need. It suppresses mm -hmm. appetite and it got licensed last year uh, for other usages, then used as for weight loss. So a lot of people call it the like, I don't know, skinny jab or whatever. Uh, so you can you can now purchase this if you wish to lose weight and it, it, it has good results or good short term results, because what is a long term weight loss result, please? And um, either way, there's then been a shortage. So I know I in my 
extended family know people who cannot currently get the diabetes medication that they really need because there's a worldwide shortage of this stuff. Oh yeah, that sucks. Yeah, it's it sucks. It's a real, but it's it's been in the news a lot, um, and it's been discussed a lot. So semaglutide is the name. I think it would have been even better to have a word of the year to use the main brand name, but I can completely see why you yeah, wouldn't. You I can see wouldn't, why. You can't, yeah. you know. Okay, and the last one, this is super British specific and uh, a great one again is ULES. ULES stands for Ultra Low Emission Zone. Ultra right? Low, yes, correct. So it's to do with that zone being extended in sort of out outwards from london yes yeah yeah to the point where people that live in houses in areas of london where they have cars are now going to have to pay more to use their cars even though they're not necessarily directly connected to tubes and buses and stuff like all of that is that a rough assumption yeah if not all cars it's just if you drive a it not even you don't have to have an electric you don't have to be zero emissions but if you drive a car that is considered high emission you know quite polluting uh, you you now have to pay extra and people yeah. don't like that to pay for driving and i think there's a general sort of driving mood i'm going to say vibe shift oh my god um but you know there's sort of this people starting to think about it differently but then some people don't and then people hold on and sort of you know my family are partly farmers every time I come home my dad gives me a speech about diesel that I didn't ask for you know so there's a lot of emission talk so ULES and and with ULES in particular it influenced the result of a by-election is perceived um, in the UK you know because they were all talking about the I think one of the candidates went against it. The other candidate was stood for it and it all kind of went one way or the other. Oh, well, if it can influence the results of a general election, that would be great. Mm. Elections <laughs> in... What this is year? 500 elections this point. year around the world. Do you know? 500? I think so. Like Half the world population or something goes to vote. India is voting this year. Oof. Yeah, India, America, wow. like uh, USA, uh, UK, the European something elections. It's everyone. Everyone's vote. Everyone's going to vote this year. Uh, the Australians voted last year, and now this is my bridge. Let's go to Australia, Lindsay. I'm on that bridge. Let's go. Uh, yeah, I'm on that bridge. I'm on that boat. I'm on that plane. Let's go to Australia. <laughs> <laughs> okay, in Australia, we've only got two. Uh, sources okay. of words of the year but they every year they hit the nail on the head i love the aussie words of the year i'm going to kick you off with the australian national dictionary center their word of the year is matilda okay why it refers to the matildas the matildas mm-hmm. i know there's waltzing matilda as a song yes i think it comes from that um it's australia's female football slash soccer team and the con- oh. and last year australia and new zealand hosted the women's football world cup okay so matilda's okay that's nice that's nice yeah matilda's is lovely right it's lovely it's positive and there was a little note that i pulled out from the article because this just makes me feel even more excited is that they used to be known as do you know what the australian national football team is known as i was just going to ask the, the koalas? The men, they're called the Socceroos. Oh, that's cute. The Socceroos. And the women's team used to be just called the female Socceroos. 
you know, because a, a woman is a female man, right? <laughs> it's, like, right. it's lazy and now they have their own name. So I'm going to celebrate that. The Matildas. Well done, the Matildas. Did really, really well. <laughs> and the shortlist, um, I'm just going to briefly talk you through. Um, there's two uh, two related terms and they are Noah and Yessa. Are you a Noah? Are you a Yessa? Okay. Is this, did they have a vote or a referendum of some kind? They did. Yeah. They had a yeah. referendum on a proposed, um, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander voice in parliament. That was it. And, and I was they, quite shocked. They, they voted it, against right? it. They knowed it. Yeah. They knowed it. Wow. See, instantly wow. usable term, great term. You kind of, you like Australia for the, oh, Matildas, that's nice. They knowed the vote. Oh, It's quite, it's quite <laughs> a conservative country. A roller know? coaster, a roller coaster of emotions. I know, I know. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm not on board with the knowing. However, saying knowing and yesing and they knowed it and they're a knower and they're a yeser, I'm on board with that. Yeah. Great use of language for high levels of efficiency. Then they have a, another Aussie very specific term, which is truth-telling. And that is in relation to acknowledging and recognizing the historical and ongoing mistreatment and injustices affecting indigenous people in Australia. Oh, wow. So that's one of the words shortlisted. So that was obviously being talked about and then no was still the vote. Makes oh, sense. They must have had hot debates. They must have had hot debates mm, about that. Mm. And I'm sure they're going to try again. This is mm. this cannot be the last or in this referendum. It'll be like Scotland. <laughs> and then the last one is once again hallucinate oh okay interesting mm -hmm. okay okay Macquarie Macquarie are heroes M M Macquarie always come out with oh they're, they're just the best I'm saying it as if they make the words they don't make the words but I love them they never disappoint their word of the year I never heard before <laughs> I had to look at how to pronounce it so it is Cosy Lives Oh, okay. Yeah. Have You've you heard, never this? heard this? Yes. What? Do you not follow Love of Huns on Instagram? Cosy Lives, the cost of living crisis. I follow Love of Huns on Instagram. I've never heard of the Cosy Lives. And I wouldn't have yeah, thought that lives. anybody says it outside that Instagram account. Yeah, no, I've never heard anyone say it in my life. I may have said it like jokingly, but to people that would know it was a joke. But you actually used it like, oh, the Cosy Lives. No, that's what I mean. Like as a in a sort of jokey way, like... You see, I don't know, like in the restaurant, maybe. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, the bill comes and you're like, oh, Cosy lives, isn't it? Kind of say it like that. <laughs> That's how I would use it. I have never. Not, not in a serious way. I never said it. I never heard it. I thought it referred to like swimming costume. You know how they, you can call it a Cosy. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I'm, I'm, a, I'm very into swimming. So uh, it, yeah, Cosy lives. I'd never heard it before. The committee commentary is, although Cosy lives was coined in the UK, I was like, what? <gasps> yes. But yeah, apparently, Lindsay knows. Lindsay knows it all. Uh, <laughs> it has resonated soundly with Australians with its IE suffix yeah. and its clipped formation reminiscent, I love this, of Menti B and Lockie D. Yes, I was just going to say. <laughs> I was just going to say. I do. I, I love Menti B. I think it's because it sounds minty. Um, <laughs> Menti B. And it also reminded me of Panny D, which is something that I heard a lot of the time. Yeah. Okay, so it's the same. Cosy Lives is like Menti B and Lockie D and Panny D. Um, I like that one. And what could be a more Australian approach to a major social and economic problem than to treat it with a bit of humour and informality? 
<laughs> oh, Australia, you just never disappoint. What heroes you are, what heroes you are, Cosy Lives. Uh, yes, Cosy Lives, it's it's much more fun approach than going greedflation. I'd rather have a lighter approach to these big, heavy things than just be, oh, greedflation, everyone hates me. Oh. It <laughs> yeah. just feels like so heavy. Oh, God, no. That's it. It feels a bit beaten down, whereas... That's yeah. it. Let's bring a bit of sunshine to it. Cosy lives. It's amazing what language can do, isn't it? It really like, is. Same, same thing. Do you call it greedflation? Do you call it cosy lives? No, 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 no. You know, and, and it changes your whole outlook. Yeah, that's it. Amazing. Do you want to hear the honorable mentions? I just, I love McCrary. Go on. Okay. Uh, the first one, this was a new one to me, uh, a blue sky flood, which is another weather term. Oh, Okay. Never heard. It's when, and I, forgive me if I don't quite meteorologically, geologically describe this correctly, <laughs> but essentially oh, is when the sun's been shining for ages <laughs> and then it rains and there's so much runoff that you have a flood. Yeah, that's very Australia specific, isn't it? Mm, like mm. that's not something we need here. That one, if Cosy Lives has gone from here to Australia, that one is not going to go from Australia to here. <laughs> I guess not. Yeah, if you have a long drought, where I live in the south, 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 east, east of England, um, we do have droughts sometimes in the summer. So if it really mm. chucked it down for a week after that, the ground just can't take it. I mean, the ground couldn't take it here the last week or so. It was That's, very floody. Yeah, it's been it's been floody. So mm. the climate is still in our language and we're still developing language and using new language around the climate, I think, is what we're seeing here. And the second term that had an honourable mention is algo speak. Algo? Algo. And it's not like algae or something. It's algorithm. So algo speak okay. is when you, for example, do something. So when you phrase something a certain way so that it doesn't affect your social media posts showing up in your algorithm. That's how I understand it. Oh, so, you know, okay. you don't write so link like... in bio, but you might write link in my profile. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and also like with maybe certain words that might trigger an algorithm to go ding, ding, ding. So things maybe like suicide or sex or mm -hmm, that sort of mm -hmm. stuff. Yes. Where, yeah, you might, people might write it in, spell it in a different way or put a star in the middle. Mm -hmm. That sort of thing. Yes, yeah. that's right. That's right. Yeah. So I'll go speak. I, I think it's really interesting that because it's yeah. a sort of. It's a term that shows just, you know, that's, that's quite a sober, professional, calculated approach to social media, um, which is where we're at socially, right? People like social media is a lot of people's work. Social media is often mm. part of, mm. has been or is part of our work. It's just, it just is. Listeners, uh, mm. let us know uh, via Facebook, uh, Instagram or Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> or threads. Oh, I'm on threads. I'm trying to make threads happen this year. Um, so, yeah, let us know. If you've used AlgoSpeak on the social media that the algorithm is for, and I'll let you know if I see it. Okay, uh, there's a few quick ones. So again, we can kind of go through the honorable mentions and people's choice winners. Uh, they were generative AI. Okay. Yeah. And then this is interesting. Not greedflation. No, we're in Australia. We're having fun. Uh, skimpflation. Mm. I think mm. it's when you get a bit less for your money. You remember last year we had shrinkflation. Shrinkflation. This year we have yeah. skimpflation. Uh, then they they had a mention for Riz, 
resumed to Australia. Okay. okay. Uh, hostile architecture. I don't know how it is. Mm. Do you know what that is? No. So hostile architecture is when you design a space so that people don't feel comfortable. Oh. Right. So, for example, um, because you might design a bus stop, but you're thinking, oh, I don't want a homeless person. Yeah, teenagers or, or a homeless person. I don't want someone camping up or hanging around there too long. So sometimes you see the park benches or the little benches, you know, they have like these uncomfortable spikes on them so that you don't hang around on them for too long. I think that's what hostile architecture is. I don't know why hostile architecture it particularly made in Australia, but it was it was mm. clearly in the moment. And then the last one was doorway effect, um, which a lot of us will be familiar with. I'm more, more familiar with that than the cat alarms for sure, which is when you walk into a room and you've instantly forgotten what you walked into the room for. Oh, okay. Doesn't happen to Lindsay. No, it does happen. <laughs> of course it happened. I'm just like, oh, okay, there's a word for it, right? Yeah. Maybe that's why it, maybe it's now a lot of people went, oh, there's a word for it. Yeah. Interesting. Yes. And that wraps up Australia. Cosy lives. Bye, Australia. Oh, yes. Okay. Would you like to stay in the English speaking world? Should we just do it all? Yes. Okay. Let's do it all. Let's do it all. Lindsay and Kirsten going to the USA. Okay. In the, in the USA, I've got good news for you. We are recording this after, for a change, after the word of the year by the American Dialect Society has been chosen. So I've, I've included that. I'm on the edge of my seat. Right. But I'm going to hold you on the edge of your seat for a second. Oh. Have a quick look at what Merriam-Webster uses. And Merriam-Webster, Dictionary Company, they're interesting because they don't committee select or public vote their word of the year. They base their choices on lookup data. And they found that authentic saw a substantial increase in 2023 driven by stories and conversations about AI, celebrity culture, identity mm. and social media. So their word of the year is authentic. Mm. Mm. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. It feels like it captures the moment. It does. It feels like as well that there's, I would say like a rise in its use maybe in recent years in general. If you think about mm -hmm. sort of just celebrity internet culture and then things like filters and ways that you then become inauthentic online mm -hmm. so you've got that that already exists and, you and then you add in the layer of, of ai this or that. exactly exactly so inauthentic becomes an insult authentic then becomes something that you want to claim for yourself so you would use more do you know what i mean mm -hmm. i can see that becoming word of the year yeah yeah good choice I think good choice, or I guess not a choice, good good data <laughs> summary. Well done, Merriam-Webster. Um, I'm going to run you through their list of also other words that also stood out because they were looked up a lot on Merriam-Webster. The first one is, is, is Riz. <laughs> no. <laughs> and they uh, gave a lot of more information about where this Riz word comes from. So apparently there's a YouTuber called Kai Senat who coined the term, although he himself says, no, it's just something that me and my friends were throwing around as bants. And um, he describes it, there's like a YouTube video, I've put it in show notes of him talking about it. And he essentially uses Riz just, in, in this guy's world, it looks to me like it just meant, are you good at chatting up girls? 
Oh, it has a okay. very specific. Oh, so it's not charisma. It's not like it's not charisma. General it's not uniqueness. Not nerve. Not talent. No, none of that. Oh, how disappointing! <laughs> what a horrible origin story. Yeah, yeah, I know. What a oh. yeah. Yeah, it's a bit it's a bit of a deflating feeling. So Riz, whatever. Um other words included deep fake, coronation. That old. Yeah. So oh yeah, that's this year. Coronation. Last that year. man is old. That. Uh dystopian. Dystopian had his had a got looked up a lot anyway. Um mm. then EGOT. Do you know what EGOT is? I do. It's an Emmy, a Grammy, an Oscar and a Tony. That's right, yeah. Why would that be looked up this year? Did someone get an EGOT? Viola Davis. Oh. Did she do the thing in that song? No, Angela Bassett did the thing. Oh. <laughs> she, was she in that rap <laughs> somewhere? Probably was I in don't that. know fully who Viola Davis is. I'll have to check Google after. An actress. Uh, she's an actress. Yeah. She's She's black. I wonder if she was the first. I don't want to. I don't want to dishonor anybody who who egotted before her, but she used it as a verb, I think. So she maybe she is the first who used ah, it as a verb. verb. She it. said, "Ah, oh, I just egotted." So, oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. Congratulations. Either way, that's what my notes say. Like, congratulations, Viola Davis. Well done. Well done, you. Good for you. Egot. Um, then we have X. Oh. As yeah. in, not Twitter. Whatever. Moving on. Yeah. Uh, implode. Do you remember that? Why? No. Because the, the thing imploded the submersible. Oh, the Titanic submarine. The, tita the Titan submarine, yeah. I shouldn't laugh. I didn't really know what happened in the end. It imploded? It imploded. That's what happened. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So this is specifically related to the Titan submarine, which wasn't built well enough to withstand the pressure to how far it went down and then imploded. So it kind of like under external pressure. Yeah. It feels like it's just a one-time thing. Mm -hmm. Well, the next one. If people were looking it up, then, you know. I think people were looking it up. It's interesting because it's sort of which words did people find interesting enough to look up? Yeah, that's right? it. So this is sort of like what are cool words. Uh, doppelganger is another one. Why? I think, okay, so because the author Naomi Klein has written a book about how she keeps getting mistaken for Naomi Wolf. Okay. <laughs> and it's called Doppelganger, I think. Right, okay. I think that's it. Maybe also something else. Don't know. If you've been saying Doppelganger a lot, especially if you're in the US of A, let us know. Uh, covenant is the next. And then Indict. I've already forgotten what Covenant was in relation to. In, so I'm going to skip that. <laughs> Indict in relation to... Donald Trump? Something political. Something political. Oh. He got indicted. That... Or maybe Joe Biden got indicted. Maybe they both did. Oh, Neither of them had done that well, really. Um, then there is Elemental. Another one. Elemental. I wrote down, what, like but I can't Disney remember. Film? Maybe. Maybe the Disney film. I didn't write down reasons for these. I should have been a bit more. It made sense at the time when I read it. Uh, Kibbutz, that's one that makes sense to me. Kibbutz. Kibbutz. This is Israel Gaza. This is Israel Gaza, yes. Mm -hmm. um, and then the last one I think interesting is a dead name. A dead name. A dead name. You know dead Which naming is someone? When yeah, when you call a trans person by the name they previously used, right? Yes, pretty much, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, I actually recently, um, there was somebody I know who is trans and I didn't, it's, you know, sort of like someone I used to know, um, not someone I'm regularly in contact with. Um, and I saw this pro and I didn't clock this, but the, I saw them, this person posting, um, on online and they said, Oh, my, my username on this forum, cause I know them from an online forum used to be dead name. And then, you know, what the username had after it. And I was like, Oh, so you're not. And then I looked at the, what they put and I was like, Oh, you are this person. And, but I, I thought it was interesting the way that they put it, like they would not even in their old, like username, they were like, I'm not using that. I'm putting dead name. Oh, they, oh, oh, okay. Sorry. I thought you were right? just being so respectful and say, not saying it. No, no, oh. no. They used it. Right. Themselves, right, right. which I yeah. thought was, was fascinating because it's sort of like, you look at this, if you know, you connect well, the dots. that sets the tone. That mm -hmm. sets the tone. Yes. Of like, I'm not going to use this. Yeah. And here's so my boundary. This is the respect I want. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I thought That's it was That's very cool. interesting and like respect, mm. respect to that lady. Mm. Okay. So, um. American Dialect Society. Okay. Honestly, I don't mind that we usually miss the ADS words because they're all, for me, they're always trying to be extra clever. <laughs> okay. I don't, I don't, okay. So I'm going to give you the 2022 because we missed it last year. Um, was just whatever. Honestly, is dash ussy. So U-S-S-Y. U-S-S-Y. Oh, okay. You know, like a, you could say the word the P slash Aussie is obviously a word. Yeah. Um, And then, but they were like, okay, but you can also say B slash Aussie, which is a boy one. And I was just like, I don't, what, what are you on about? I don't know what, I, what? Okay. So last hmm. year's, and I thought this is, oh, this is very clever, isn't it? Aren't you I don't know. I, did, I didn't really like it. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, ADS. Um, and then the next one, the American Dialect Society Word of the Year 2023 is mm -hmm. Uh It's from a blog post by an author called Cory Doctorow, who used it to describe how digital platforms become worse and worse. So I guess it's a way of moaning about how Twitter is not as good as it used to be or whatever. Okay, so accept that that phase of life has passed and move on. <laughs> That's a weird... I guess... I, I just... I don't know. I don't really... I just don't really like that. Why, why are we having to make a fancy word and then put shit in the middle of it? Like, yeah. don't do that. I don't get it. I don't get it. It's like... I don't like the, like on the one hand, it's an ification, right? So we're pretending it's like a what scientific term or something. And on the, on the other hand, we're putting, like, why can't we say rubbishification then? It feels like there's, it feels like there's a cleverer way. Like Cozy Lives, that's a fun way. It feels like you could be really clever with like, you know play a bit of a play with the words rather than just dump a swear word in the middle of some common prefixes and suffixes yeah and that's not to say that like when the person originally used this in that blog that they were wrong like 
that's what they chose to use that's fine but then to be selected for like word of the year that just feels like meh yeah I don't I just couldn't really I didn't really feel it and okay I think, so we haven't been missing much for the <laughs> for the past few episodes of word of the year no oh, come on now um, American dialect <laughs> just like honestly okay moving on dictionary.com Lindsay okay <laughs> they are straightforward I love them okay they think their word of the year is hallucinate this is so interesting this is the only one that's come up multiple times specifically this word right that's true that's true yeah i think it really sums up sort of you know like we're here to embrace the new revolution oh hang on this is not quite as good as and you know like there's a sort of sense of a disillusionment in there and just sort of like a it's just a whole new thing it's just a whole new thing i don't think we've ever you know we've been a society that trusts computers and now all of a sudden it's like oh but don't trust the computer for that yeah 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 it's curious it's fascinating it i feel like it really captures something so hallucinate good job and their shortlist was strike lots of strikes in many places okay. riz again right yeah uh, oh yeah that one's come up a few times too hasn't it wokeism yeah two years ago maybe yeah although i do feel like woke um and then wokeism yeah yeah and the usage of the word woke keeps shifting right so i can see it still the meaning meaning keeps shifting the way who uses it keeps shifting so it's still quite interesting um indicted once again and wildfire and then super mm. interesting and i love this i really love dictionary 20 dictionary.com 2023 also selected something that they called a vibe of the year Ooh, okay yeah so the word we selected for vibe of the year is based on the shared sense that we're all looking for ways to define the perpetually shifting stages of our cultural and personal histories our choice is also of course inspired by the year's most high profile record setting impossible Eris. to ignore cultural you Eris. got it you got it did you yeah. look that up no but as you were saying i was like okay that makes so much sense isn't it beautiful yeah yeah i love it eras it's it's a really and good actually, one that is that is something i do use kind of following a taylor swift narrative of like mm -hmm. you might say oh, i'm in my reputation era i mean you know you can kind of use that for yourself quite comfortably i think yes yeah i i fully agree mm. i fully agree i think eras really works in so many different ways and it just feels really good and you know people saying i'm in my this and that era um has really cut through so i, I want to give Henri mentioned it to the vibe of the year by dictionary.com which i think is, is is excellent eras eras and that concludes the english-speaking world do you want to choose a favorite out of let's recap riz from the oxford hallucinate from cambridge ai from collins matilda from the andc Cosy Lives from Macquarie, Authentic from Merriam-Webster, Insurification from the ADS and Dictionary.com's Hallucinate. And we'll mention the eras as well. I do actually really like eras. I, I think that's a good one. I, I wonder how long it will last. And I don't know how much it sort of permeates to general use. Do you know what I mean? Um, I'm curious about Hallucinate. I wonder if in a year's time AI 
more generative AI, I should say, will still be hallucinating as much because of this, like, coining of this term, you know? Maybe they'll think, oh, wow, we need to work on that, <laughs> you know? Um, I feel just like overall AI, like, I don't think we need a specific hallucinate or this one or that one. Mm-hmm. So I would say maybe AI as like a broad covers the basis of the year term. Yeah. Although I do want to give a shout out to Cosy Lives because it's the only one that oh, yeah. we have seen version. We know we've seen the greenflation, the skimflation, this general feeling of no one's got any money um, is is around. Um, and I think Cosy Lives is the, is the only word of the year that really addresses that. So those were the themes of the year, definitely, I would say. AI and cost of living. Mm. Punctured by, punctuated by a few implosions and purifications <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> okay, uh, shall we leave the English-speaking realm? Let's go. Let's go. Okay, uh, Germany, you'll be so pleased to know. Germany, Germany, I'm so proud of them. They've managed to not have an English word as their word of the year. Mm. Congratulations, Deutschland, you've done it. You've actually used your own language. Um, the German <laughs> <laughs> the German word of the year is Krisenmodus. Krisenmodus, living crisis, right? Yeah, a Krise, Krise is crisis and modus yeah. is a mode, crisis mode. Oh, crisis mode, okay. Mm-hmm. I thought you said mood, modus. Is that, would that be like mooden? You live in places? Oh, uh, you could say mood, that means tired. Tired, oh, okay. Yeah, but this is M-O-D, not M-U-M-L-O-D. Uh-huh. Crisis mode. Crisis mode, yeah, Krisenmodus. And they say, okay. to translate, Krisen gab es schon immer, there have always been crises. But this year, the crises and dealing with them seem to culminate. And they quote the vice-chancellor of Germany don't know who that is, um, that we are surrounded by crises. Oof. Yeah, krisenmodus. Again, man, call it krisimuda or something. Like, <laughs> like, why do we have to, crisis surrounding it? Like, oh, yeah, so yeah. heavy, so intense. Well, it's Germany, you know, they love a bit of drama. <laughs> okay, I will just quickly run us through the list of top tens. Uh, the second word is antisemitismus, translating to antisemitism. Uh, which I think in Germany, you know, a country in particular, uh, that debate uh, really lived up again after Israel-Gaza and all that stuff mm, kicked off. Mm. So, um, but even before then, it's just just been some, oh, it's not been good. It's not been good in either way. So anti-Semitismus is on the list. Leseunfähig is the third one. Ooh. So lesen, okay, everybody knows, it means reading. Yeah. Um, unfähig means unable. So it's to being unable to read. Oh. Because apparently Germany did badly, did pretty bad when it came to the um, PISA study and just generally does an, a rise in Germany of people who can't read German. Apparently. Oh, interesting. Mm. interesting. Yeah, education systems having a bit of a, a, a bad moment, a bit of a crise. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's why they're surrounded by Krise. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so much Krise. Um, the next one is the KI boom, the KI boom. Is, mm, yeah. is that like 
<laughs> is that the German way of saying AI? It is. KI? Yeah, KI. Oh, okay. KI. Okay. Künstliche Intelligenz. So um, artificial intelligence. Ooh. Yeah. KI Ooh. in Germany. Okay. If you talk about AI, it's KI. Um, then we have Ampelzoff. So um, Zoff is a word for when you don't get on with each other. And the Ampel we discussed last year, it's the German government coalition because they are red, yellow and green, the colors of the parties. Um, mm. Hybrid warfare, hybride Kriegsführung is on the list. The next one, migra is that one word? No. Hybri okay. Hybride <laughs> is the adjective right. and then Kriegsführung is a word, yeah. Okay, so cool. <laughs> war warfare, hybrid warfare, pretty much the same. Um, then we've mm. got, we, we do have some really good um, compounds, actually. The next one is Migrationsbremse, migration break, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Uh, they've been talking about that. Then they've been talking about the Milliardenloch. Okay. A, a milliard, just had this discussion with um, with Christian about what's a billion, what's a million, what's a something oh so, it's million okay is that billion it's billion yeah like yeah. in french right yes exactly okay yeah and a milliarden loch is um a hole worth billions oh okay yeah okay. so yeah crisis all around government's not got any money oh. is, is essentially what that sums up the milliarden loch and uh the next one i really like teilzeitgesellschaft something time Gesellschaft. I always, it always makes me think of a giraffe, that word, Gesellschaft. Oh, it's nothing to do Go with on. a gazelle. What does it mean? So, Teil, part, Zeit, time, Gesellschaft, uh -huh. society. Part time, like part time society. society. Okay, a bit of a sort of zero hour, zero hour contract vibe to it. Yes, yeah. And just a shift mm. in society where more and more people work part time. Mm hmm. So, Interesting. Yeah, is Germany becoming a Teilzeitgesellschaft? I could just see it on, like, you know, newspaper <laughs> hand wringing. Um, and the last one is Kussskandal. For me, this is remarkable because it's three S's in a row, which when I learned to spell in Germany, you weren't allowed to do, but you are allowed since our spelling reforms in 2000 or whenever. But Kussskandal, mm -hmm. so a kiss scandal. Mm. And that's the only word of the year reference I've seen every anywhere that relates to this kissing kerfuffle after the Women's World Cup. Okay. Even in Spain, didn't make it as word of the didn't year. Didn't make it. No. So the kiss yeah. scandal, uh, yes, the kuss scandal, maybe, stu maybe stood out because it's a word with three S's. It's a compound where the first word kuss, kiss, ends with two S's and then a scandal. Um, and you've got three S's in a row. So it's a cool looking word. Yeah, that is. I'm sort of trying to picture it. That's pretty cool. Mm. Okay. Um, another example oh, of no. that type is uh, shift fart shipping, uh, which mm -hmm. ends shift ends into Fs, and then fart starts with uh, an F. So you got a word that's got three Fs in the middle. Ooh, nice. Pretty it's kind cool. of like the, the English word freed. I always want to spell with an extra E, mm -hmm. like free, and then ED. I always want to. I feel like that's how it should be, but no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That you want it, you want like free apostrophe E almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that was the last one of the words of the year in Germany. Um, they they kind of didn't really, they sort of did, this is our number one, but actually all of these are our number one. <laughs> so they, they didn't really give us a big list. Um, they also have a youth word. The youth word is voted for 
I got them really, really early. And uh, this year's youth word in Germany, as always, I've no idea why or how, or I'm not a German youth. Um, I'm a German, but not a youth. The word is goofy. Goofy? Goofy. Surprised it wasn't blooming Riz again. <laughs> Riz, did, Riz was on the short list. So maybe we should have a youth word. So we should have youth words. So goofy, it's uh, used in the same way as you would uh, use the English word. So it's, if you call somebody... You know, if you say, oh, she's a bit goofy. I like that word. I feel like it's a nice, it's one of those words where it could be taken as a compliment or an insult, depending on the context, right? Yeah. I wonder, I wonder whether they, I remember, because there, there's the Disney dog, isn't there, called Goofy? Yeah. And Who is Goofy? As a kid, like Mickey Mouse's dog mate, I don't know. Um, as a kid, we used to have cartoons with Goofy in. Um, but I never knew any English, right? So everybody around me, neither. So we just pronounced it Goofy. Oh. Yeah, I guess it's to pronounce it Goofy as well is part of the thing. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Could be, might be. Unclear, unclear. Uh, but that was Germany. I'm not going to, I'm going to spare you the short list of youth words. Um, but listeners, yes, the link is in the show notes, <laughs> fluent.show slash two, four, three. If you want more words, we've got a lot of words today. Um, okay. I've got three smaller articles, smaller words. I kind of ran out of steam, but I did find a few. Um, we've got Norway, Spain, and Japan, and I'm going to I guess, start in Europe. The Spanish word of the year, I thought was a good one. It was really interesting. Um, it was la palabra del año. 2023. Oh, muy bien. Oh, muy good. Bien. Oh, is that actually how you say it? Excellent. <laughs> okay. It <laughs> uh, is a polarización. Oh, my God. It has two thirds in it, doesn't it? Polarización. Polarisation. Polarisation. Polaris, yeah. Polaris, ah, Polarisation. Yeah. But you say Abiza, right? So Polarisation. Depends where you are. Uh, and it's accent based. You can, if it's easier, you could totally say Polarisation. 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 Polar, I can't see it. Polarisation. I wrote it down. Of course, I know what it means. It means polarization, right? But <laughs> to say it, Polarisation. Polarisation. Mm -hmm. Polarisation mm -hmm. is the word of the year in Spain, which I guess they've had a very polarizing year because obviously they've had the kiss scandal and everything. Mm. And I think they've got a pretty, like, half of the society wants a lot of feminist progress and is quite feminist. They've got a, quite a feminist minister and some reforms and stuff. And I think the other half of the society is still a bit the other way, which leads to polarisación. In España. Mm -hmm. So this was particularly about Spain as well. So it was for, from fundeo.es yeah. that I found this. Um, then we've got our friend, the kanji of the year from Japan. Okay. Yes. It is say, which could also be, which sometimes you could say mitsugi. So say okay. mitsugi. Um, and it means tax. And remarkably, oh. this is the second time that the character for Sei, which can also be read as Sei or Mitsugi, was chosen as Kanji of the Year. The first time was in 2014 when the nation's consumption tax was raised from to, to aid from 5%. And this generally refers to tax hikes, cuts, some sort of new tax invoicing systems. Or the, the year has been, Japan's been all about tax this year. Ooh. 
Interesting. Interesting. Mm, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Completely. We don't know anything about this. And then we're oh, back. I can't believe I said they always get it right when that's such a boring one. <laughs> <laughs> they get it right for themselves. That's true. You know, like we we also we wouldn't have yes sir, no and truth telling outside of Australia. Yeah. Yeah. And then we've got KI KI generiert. KI generiert. I think. Um, Leid mit Kunstige Intelligenz. Is this Norway? This is Norway. It's the Norway one. Yes. Ooh. So the the is this ka, ka, e, artificial intelligence again? AI. It's artificial against intelligence against. Yeah. <gasps> yes. Okay. Which um, I looked up and uh, is so I couldn't find a four uh, for generate, but ki is pronounced there. It's pronounced Kunstintelligenz. Ooh. Okay. I didn't practice that one. I didn't practice polarization because I thought I could just say it. <laughs> um, but that is Norway. So Norway went for AI generated, essentially. Mm-hmm. AI generated. Okay. Theme of the year. Yeah. Definite theme of the year. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that concludes my list of words of the year. What do you make of them? Ooh. As always... There's some that you go, oh, yeah. There's some that you go, oh, yeah, that happened. And then there's some that you go, oh, which tends to be the kind of three groups (laughs) that most of them can go into. Yeah, yeah, it's true. So for me, the Matilda one was like, oh, yes, that happened. That's true. Mm, But mm. then actually that happened and it's big. And then hallucination, which you're right, made it for its two words of the year, Cambridge and dictionary.com, I think might be might be my winner i'm just so surprised like that it's that and not just ai in general like i I just cover all your bases you know Mm, true true like i've never heard anyone say hallucinate i've never heard anyone use that i think they just want to be maybe sometimes maybe it will come up yeah they feel like ai is too obvious yeah so they have to pick something so we're gonna pick riz <laughs> yeah, we're gonna go woo, complete opposite direction. Who knows? Maybe next year the list will be AI generated. Oh my Ooh. god, that would be one hallucination <laughs> that nobody needs, right? <laughs> I I really I really enjoyed this. I really enjoyed going through the words of the year and just finding them all, and you know, just getting a a little taking the temperature of what is going on mm, in different it, places. As always, as always. Yeah. yeah. Thanks a lot for doing this with me. No worries. Thank you. <laughs> it was really fun. And listeners, I hope you had fun as well. I know this episode is going to be a bit longer, but, you know, we're not really, we're in maintenance mode. We can, we can binge, we can binge pod. <laughs> <laughs> so enjoy the words of the year. And uh, all that is left really for me to say, let me think, is there any announcement? Is there anything? Oh, yeah. I'm doing a webinar at the end of January. I'm going to old school, doing a webinar. Woo! Um, so if anybody wants to join me for that, then you can, and I'll put it in the show notes cause I can't remember the link for it, but it's going to be about steps to help you set good language learning goals. And my website is fluentlanguage.co.uk. Anytime when that you listen to it, come and visit and go visit Lindsay at lindsaydoeslanguages.com as well, where you've got good stuff going on as well, right? Yeah, absolutely. 
Amazing. So much stuff. Yes, yes. So come and visit us. Come and hang out um, in the most parasocial or non-parasocial way that you wish to do. You are most welcome. And I'd love to hear about your long-term goals. And I'd just generally love to hear what you've been up to, how you liked the episode. Thank you so much. If you are one of the many people... I'm really surprised many people who listen to this podcast in 2023. It's a delight if this is the first episode you ever have, you ever hear. <laughs> there's, there's a lot more in the archive. <laughs> this is not as mad as it gets. And um, if you are a long-term listener, thank you so much for listening, for being on the journey with us and for enjoying and uh, joining us for this classic Words of the Year. That's it from me, really. And Lindsay, all that's left for us to do is to say goodbye in the traditional way. You ready? Yes. Okay. I'm ready. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to The Fluent Show. It's goodbye from me. Goodbye. And goodbye from Lindsay. Paka paka. Thank you for listening to The Fluent Show. You can find the show notes for this episode at fluent.show slash 243. And I would be so grateful if you could please leave us a rating and a review. It keeps your podcasters motivated and it helps other people find The Fluent Show as well. So share it with one of your friends and click the link in our show notes, which says leave a rating, leave a review, makes it super easy for you. Uh, feel free to drop by and say hello to me on Instagram where you can find me at K-E-R-S-T-I-N underscore fluent because I love hearing from my listeners and I'm also on threads, same username, K-E-R-S-T-I-N underscore fluent and simply you can just email me kirsten at fluentlanguage.co.uk. I am always excited to hear from you. That's it. Until next time. Goodbye.